0: say we're a hot mess? No, I said you're not
1: messing
0: around.
2: <laughs> what? Why'd I you? swear I thought you said you guys are a hot mess. Hey, me what's now? up, everybody? We're starting a softball team. What do you think of my shirt here? Uh, ah, good evening. It's uh, Cars and Comedy here in the Late Night Playset. My name is Jay Ryan. We've got a good one for you this evening. Thank you for clicking us up. Uh, it's Thursday. It's August 18th. We've got a great guest, Vinny Russo. You know him from The Smoking Tire. You know him from, well, we just saw him at the Hot Wheels event the other day um and uh we're gonna talk to him about everything he's been up to lately and uh we've got producer mike on the line as well we've got the instagram folks mrs ryan's over here in the chair waiting for me to sit down and we've got you at home i don't know why my voice got so high and
0: we've got you all the way at home
2: uh producer mike how you doing fella
3: i was born to save the day
2: ah yeah you are all right, there was a slight delay on that, mean, but I'm sure it will come back. It's probably on our side. Uh, let's start it up. Hit it, Will. By the way, if you're a first-time uh, viewer or listener, now is the time that you go get a drink or use the bathroom because you got two minutes, and then I'll be at the desk. <laughs> start it, Will. Of this and game. with that we're back pull that mic over wherever you're comfortable uh and uh, sitting here with vinnie russo everybody welcome back hello hello it is like i said before thursday like i said before my little my new shirt here <laughs> thursday august 18th 2022 i'm getting used to my new uh shoulder movement <laughs> i don't know i'm usually doubled up to get this look but i got just one shirts shirt are available
0: here. by request no, this is,
2: these were <laughs> gifts by uh, Paul Novotny. Although I guess, I guess, yes, if it's yeah. popular enough, they'll they'll go into production. Yeah.
0: Just com- comment and uh, <laughs> we'll discuss it. You're a good friend to have.
2: <laughs> I see. <laughs> That's why Matt keeps me around. Um, anyway, <laughs> Vinny Russo is sitting here, and uh, I'm really excited about it because. I feel like we wanted to do this a million years ago, and then we sort of almost did it a little bit on the smoking tire because you were a guest. I was running the board. She was just with me that day in the car, so she sat in, and we were talking to you for like 20 minutes, half hour, (laughs) And then the feed dropped, like whatever the feed on the software here dropped, and then you never came back. He's like, "So what's up with?" Like every five minutes, every ten minutes, he'd check it. He's like, "So is
0: Vinny coming back?" uh..." And I was like, "He's not here. Let me leave the room and come back in. Let me see." What happened that day? It was completely crazy, but I tried. I think it was we were doing the we were doing the video feed, and it just didn't work. Everything. It was like the beginning of COVID, and all
2: of this technology was really buggy back then. And I feel like it's all gotten a lot better. Um, So. All of that to say, I'm really glad you're here. Thank you.
0: But not only are you here, you're like living back in town. I'm back in town, yeah. Huge. For a couple of months now. So Huge. it's, uh, yeah, I, I did my time on the East Coast again. I mean, I grew up in Tampa, but I was in Miami for the last couple of years working for the guys over curated Curated. That was home for you, right? Uh, Tampa was home, yeah. Born in New York. My birth certificate says New York, so I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay. I grew up in Florida, but I was born in New York. New York City? <laughs> uh, Long Island. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's fine.
2: That's yeah. a, I'm Connecticut. I, that's well, like that's Long same, Island. Same yeah, thing. right. Same thing same thing Uh, so but then raised in Florida yeah raised in Florida so wow so you got a little bit of everything
0: yeah I've been around a little bit been around a little bit so I feel a little overwhelmed to I mean you get some amazing guests here and and this is kind of it's very cool it's all our friends it's all our friends it's only
2: (laughs) of our friends whenever we have an amazing guest here that's not someone we already know I'm nervous as fuck the show sucks (laughs) (laughs) whenever we have a big celebrity here that like I'm friends with the show's (laughs) great because we're just shooting the shit Um, but I think the secret sauce is that it's not about the celebrity guys. Like I was
0: telling you before, like I was in radio for years and and the the guys that I met that were really, really good broadcasters were, that's who they were. Like you either need to be an Oscar level actor or actress, or you just need to be lucky enough to have a personality that people can relate to something because you can't fake it. And I think it's probably the same thing with a podcast, if not even more, because it's visuals. You can't hide behind anything. So yeah, I would I would assume if you've got a relationship with somebody you can just just have a chat, but be yourself. Yeah, the fact you guys I, are great anyway. So. It was great <laughs> learning about about you. He
2: was he was in broadcasting too, just not on air. He was in like marketing and promo and stuff. Yeah. Um it, you, although you said you did some shifts. What Every, was it like?
0: Everybody did a few <laughs> emergency. I ran the board uh, for Casey Kasen and Rick Dees back when what, yeah, what? <laughs> those ran, guys ran were the legends board. well i mean okay they're syndicated shows on the weekends Still, in tampa but like we but the
4: countdowns were the legendary. countdowns yeah and so like when they I do this every weekend it, they the were morning.
0: amazing yeah and so they used to come on we'd get a cd every week and we'd have to preview it and we'd have drops and this is back when there were actually carts that mm. were there was everything this one goes out to rachel oh, who's yeah. having a <laughs> rough time <Yeah. laughs> but it was like dude it was it it was six to 10 on a Saturday or Sunday morning. And like we would, so like I lived 45 minutes from the station and I was an intern. I would drive Friday morning. We would get everything set up for the weekend for all the promotions and events. Friday night, we would do a happy hour gig somewhere and then come back to the station, grab some more stuff. And then we'd go out and broadcast live at some nightclub somewhere. What come a, home that's it, a grind. We'd come back to the station like, three o'clock in the morning, right? And then we'd be there for a couple hours hanging out with whoever came back from the club partying with us. And then six AM we'd be on with either Rick Rick D's or Casey Case and we'd have to you know start the show, be there till ten. You know, clean up, get rested, and then you're out at some car dealership with free hot dogs and everything like that, giving I out T shirts. Go back to the station on Saturday, rest. Saturday night, another live broadcast, and another thing. Sunday morning, Rick D's, and then finally get to go home su- I And mean, we used to sleep at the station as interns. Like we, we were all there. So shout out to 93.3 F L Z and the the crew back then. And and yeah, it was it was kind of crazy. You
2: legit worked production in radio too, yeah. man. If you're yeah. doing that, because that's yeah. all hands on deck. It's like it local was. television.
0: It's not like it is now, where you just press buttons and go whatever. I mean, we literally had. Eight track carts to do drops, and we had yeah. a we had a, a grid and a chart with a time. Okay, at this time you could use a blue cart, and then this time you use a red cart. Hundred percent. It was. I mean, it was crazy because and, of the equal. Uh, oh yeah. Time. Yeah. And now, and now Incredible. you you know, and now you go and, and you go in there, and everything's just timed down on a computer, it, and, and it, it does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: right that, was, that would have been yeah slap it. and the
0: cds we would have to take the cds it would want one for every hour we would have to put them in the, in the cd shuffle and then we'd have to track to the next track track and then yeah okay we had to mess with the levels on the board but like now you don't even do like literally none of that anymore
2: but it was w- funny when he said he used to work in radio i was like oh i went to broadcasting school but it was after i graduated high school so it would have been like 95 96 something like that he's like well i worked in radio in 97 yeah. it's like i graduated right, in 95 the same yeah shit. i graduated so oh, you did. Crazy. So yeah. we're the same age. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that.
0: I don't so, know why I thought you were younger. Because the hat backwards, everybody thinks I'm younger. Yeah, you look like younger and
4: like Mark Wahlberg.
0: I do get that. A lot. Oh, I, yes, you I you get, get that, that a lot. Yeah. Or at least a brother. I always try and pull on off like i was some like lost cousin. I'm like, yeah. But you know what? You don't look like the
2: brothers. You look more like Mark because yeah. you know there's like yep. Mark looks like Mark and then there's the, with, the the boys. <laughs> with the hat backwards definitely.
0: With the hat backwards definitely. Yeah. It's funny, especially when I first moved to LA a few years ago. Like I would, I wasn't really. I would get it occasionally over on the East Coast, but then I'd come here, and you and you could feel people staring at you, like in the grocery store, and because like I'd come here and I'd run into like God only knows who in Whole Foods or something like that some celebrity, and you'd be like that's, I think that was Ed, uh, okay, yeah. And, here and then they're so they they do, sure it is they do this, yeah, because you never know. So like if I'm especially if I'm in Beverly Hills or something like that, and I'm walking through, you'd be like, was that? <laughs> no, nah, couldn't have been. Maybe because he dresses like I do too. Like, yeah, he's usually have backwards sneakers on of some sort, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> someday I will meet him. someday I, I got to meet his brother Donnie one time when he was filming that. But and that was like the closest.
2: On, on what movie? Uh, he was filming his TV or the show, show, Blue his Bloods. TV,
0: Blue Bloods, yeah. I got to meet him. He was. I had a friend who was doing production. And I just got to like a quickie say hi, and he, he even he said it. He's like, "Look like my brother." I'm like, "Yeah, hilarious." Odd, yeah. <laughs> was that in uh, L.A. or New York? New York. Yeah. Was in oh, New York. that's cool. Yeah. I was up there for like the auto show or something, and they were filming. So. Just on the street. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. So like...
2: Could have wandered right into set, probably right into a trailer if you wanted to. One of the, yeah, I'd where's love lunch?
0: To, I'd love to find out where he is and just see how far I can get. So, and, and I have yet to go to a Wahlburger, so that's the next step. Is I want to go try oh, and get into a Wahlburger and see so if I can good. get in for some free food or something. See,
2: I like your idea for that prank. It's, except with that group, it's the kind of prank that could get you killed, yeah, <laughs> or or definitely beat up. Yeah, <laughs> for worth, sure, beat up.
0: Great story, though. I mean, it's yeah, it. it might be <laughs> worth it. Might worth it. be worth it. <laughs> I can take a beating for a good story.
2: That's hilarious. And Vinny kind of works it with Donnie and all those things. Donnie and
0: Vinny. Yeah, I could fit right in.
1: It makes sense. Marky. Marky, yeah. yeah. Mark...
2: That's so. hilarious. All right, I don't but... want to spend the whole show talking about that, but now that somebody said it, I do see it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I've gotten it for, for years. But, now. but not
2: really him now. More like the young him. The when young, he the was Marky like... Mark.
0: Not Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark. That's what I, the, I always get. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: You take off your shirt, get in your
1: underpants. <laughs> Let's you see if this is <laughs> That's a whole
0: different podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's gotten into Jay lately? I don't know. Uh, uh,
0: all right,
2: so you're back, but you're not back for no reason. You came back for like a lot of reasons.
0: Yeah, a lot of reasons. So I had a we had a good time in Miami. Everything was good there. And then um, I had an opportunity to come here. Um, my, my buddy Vic works for ID Agency. Vic Carillo. Uh, Vic Carillo, yeah. Car- yeah, yeah. So uh, he's been trying to get me to, to help him out with things for years now. And the opportunity came up where uh, Hot Wheels does this thing called the Legends Tour. Whew. Which is an amazing little show. It's huge. Uh, it's a
2: worldwide it's, cultural it's, phenomenon. Yeah. You're like, there's this little show yeah. called yeah. the Hot it's Wheels Legends show. Tour.
0: So what what the Legends Tour basically is, if anybody doesn't know, um, Hot Wheels does a, an, a a series of events. Some of them are virtual, depending on the the cities and because of COVID, they've had to do a little bit of them virtual. But but the the idea here in the U.S. is that Walmart is the number one Hot Wheels retailer. So they 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 pick various uh, Hot Hot Wheels hot markets and they pick the Walmart, one of the better Walmarts in that market. And they do a show on a Saturday morning, kind of like a cars and coffee, but way weirder cars. And, um, you know, Walmart, they encourage the weird cars. Yeah. So the idea is that, is that they have a couple hundred cars out there and, um, people will register and then they have to get approved to be there and then if they're approved to be there they put them on display um, we bring in local judges and we bring in two designers from the hot wheels staff um, you know it could be the senior guys could be whoever but it's somebody on the design team and the design team sits with the the judges that we've picked uh... and they they kinda go over what they're looking for and the 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 idea behind the show is Every city's got a winner. All those winners will go to the finale and the overall winner of the Legends Tour for the Year gets their car turned into an actual die cast. Uh, and they don't just get one, but it gets sold retail worldwide. They put it out. They put they it put out it into production. So for a car guy, that's, that's awesome. I mean, you want to talk about being legendary, like to have your nephew or niece walk into a Walmart and buy it, your car off the uh, wall yeah. like it's kind of cool. To
2: be yeah. able to get our friend Magnus's 277 car to right. me to this day, is, yeah. even after all these years, yeah. is so cool to me. Right.
0: So imagine like building a car. And because, so they, they have a number of different things they look for. And, you know, one of them is originality. They don't want, you know, they want the story behind it. They want to make sure that it's, you know, it's creative and it's different. Um, some of the interesting things that I learned is that it actually has to fit fit within like, packaging, and they it ha- has to shrink down to a 64th scale. So you get some of these, like, you know, you get an old Volkswagen Bug that's super cool, and the guys that have the racks with the, you know, all the accessories it's and the bikes with detail. them, stuff like that, it's too much detail, it doesn't shrink right. down. So It's got to be scalable in the other way. In the other way, yeah, Weird, it's easy to yeah. take a Hot Wheels car and just blow it up, and then you can add things to it that maybe weren't on the 64th scale, because the other thing they do is they usually will bring out four to six of their, of their actual Hot Wheels cars that have been built, and, like, they've got the Gas Monkey um, Garage Corvette. They've got the Twin Engine. God, whatever that engine, hot rod is. Whatever, whatever the hot rod is. is. And, like, I'm so sorry. I forgot what that was. Um, they're going to kill me. But they bring out a bunch of those cars for people to see in person. Uh, like, like, tw- b- like Bone a- Crusher was a big one yeah. that, that they did. That that's how their kids love that for some un- Strange reason with skulls everywhere, but the kids are gravitated at. But the, they, we liked Gravedigger as a kid too. Right. I don't know what the, the thing was. They also have a special. Uh, they have a special car. They'll bring out that the only way to get it is if you're on site of the event. It's a limited number of them, and like Whoa. we'll get out there for the show at like 5 a.m. Getting ready for the day of the event. And there's people have been s- like slept over the night just to get this one special car. This
2: is like Comic Con. Like it's an exclusive yeah, only to exclusive the exclusive th- only
0: uh, to the event. Things. You have to be at the site and doing that. Um, Mobile One's a sponsor, Dickies it's like a rock is a sponsor and roll in the old yeah. days. Like I was at, you ha- this concert, you are at the concert, and the that's shirt. how it is. So it's 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 neat because it's just such a, a lighthearted show. It's all about the kids, the people that are there with their cars. There could be a Huracan next to a Ford Ranger that's been cut in half and then a front half of another Ford Ranger has been welded on so it looks like there's two front ends on the same car. There's I mean I've seen things that y- y- I didn't even know were probably not even street legal, but they like they just drove there and showed up and you know everybody just lets the kids climb all over the cars and take pictures and because it's not one of those like judged car shows where eight for paint and four for wheels and things like that the judges just basically walk around they talk to the owners they they kind of sit there and and you know hear the story and then we come back and we meet about it and we say okay well what you know what did everybody like what's your top three cars and we kind of discuss it and then the designers kind of get involved and say okay well how will this look and and they pick a winner, and then, the, you know, we take photos, and they blast it out on the, the PR. And then it's so the the finale funny. will be at the end of October, and they're going to do it virtually so that everybody can kind of participate. But they did it in Australia, New Zealand, Germany. I mean, all over the wow. all these major countries. Uh, but, you know, we even did Windsor, Canada for the first time this year. Um, so I've got Phoenix left, Dallas left, and then Baldwin Park Wow. So um I thought it'd be And neat then the if, last if one's virtual. And the and the fi- finale will be virtual, yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, it's okay. I way. was going to see if uh, maybe invite you guys out to be a guest judge if you'd like to. Oh, I'd love to. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. So of course. We, well, uh it's going to be Baldwin Park is October 8th. So I'll send we'll, you the info. We'll later, be right? there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'll be for cool for sure. It'll Super cool, dude. Thank, so, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But you guys will love it. It's great.
2: Uh, Vic, the, the ID agency who he's talking about is the one who invited us to the Magnus thing. Well, Magnus invited us, but yeah. he put it on uh, at the uh, the NASCAR event and everything. Yeah. They do a lot of events, and you know his uh, brother, Mark, uh, with the green car. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mark. Super- Mark's Mark's awesome. They're, they're yeah. big
2: yeah. Porsche guys, too. Oh, so. yeah
0: yeah Mark is yeah and uh, Vic, but Vic's been around I mean ID Agency does you know Formula D and Rockstar and Bridgestone and things huge. like that so I helped him out with Puma is one of them too oh. um, is one of their clients as Gee, well so. they're expanding in every direction
2: yeah. then too
1: because yeah. like for a while it and was they mainly just, automotive they
0: just took on all the press stuff for the LA Auto Show as well so that. that's yeah. huge. so that's going to be another big thing that's so I'm huge. working on a really neat little project for the LA Auto Show I can't announce yet I was going to yeah. ask is that one of your yeah I'm going to help them they're, well it's such a big thing they're, everybody that's involved with in the agency has taken on something so I've kind have been tasked with two special parts of the auto show that I'll, I'll let you November, know. November, December, I can't remember. It's in November, it is. yeah. November, it's be November okay. yeah. Yeah, boy, the so LA auto
2: show, gee whiz! Everything's stacking up now. It's like the holidays, you know. Well,
0: now that, now that we can do things, everybody's like, all right, well, let's go back to normal and yep. just do everything. So, agreed,
2: but it almost seems like more,
0: yeah. It's more well, than what it, used to everybody's be. Everybody's been bottled up for so long, I think they're just like, go. I mean, I still can't believe how many different events are in this town. I mean, even coming from Florida, that was a big car show, you know, because almost... It's a car show capital for some kind of cars. For some cars, yeah. But here, it's like every weekend. There's something different. There's 10 things
2: every weekend. And some of them, like, they're all Lufkakult scale, it seems. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick Long was here the other day. We were talking to him about that. Like, you know, they kind of moved the bar quite a bit for what a car show could be, I guess. Like, making it an event anyway. But now I feel like everything is at that scale.
0: Well, it's... I mean, last weekend, I was at... Like, three different events with supercars. I mean, there was, you know, P- Paganis and, and Kona Sigs. And I'm not just talking one. I'm talking a half dozen. Of each. Of each. Yeah. I mean, you just you just never know what's going to be out there. And I know a lot of it was pre-Pebble Beach stuff. But, like, there was just Still. insane things last weekend. I was back and forth to Orange County twice. And PFS <laughs> had their supercar. And then supercar GT at Peterson. And then yeah. we- uh, Weckfest. And, you know, I mean, it was like... there. Was- the whole week I'm just booked to just car show stuff. So it's but that's why everybody comes here. I mean that's that's why everybody lives here or it doesn't leave if you're an enthusiast.
2: I guess but we watched Bad Boys last night. Remember the original Bad Boys speaking oh, of yeah. Miami? Um or speaking <laughs> of Florida anyway. It was so <laughs> good and I say that that is the quint that's the best Michael Bay ever was. Oh God. So but you look at that movie and as big as the explosions are and it's it is huge. Oh, and yeah. it, the car chases <laughs> are ridiculous. Everything it, is he excessive. Does it right. But that was, like, the Lufka cult way back when. Even Michael Bay is, like, blowing his own shit up where it's just too much every day. Well, you know, he's every a, movie's he's, got he's a James Bond guy. scene in it.
0: Yeah, he's a big car guy. So, I mean, he's, when I worked at Curated in Miami, he was a, he was a customer of theirs. Yeah. We had, uh, we had the original Bumblebee from the original movie, which was the, the first the Camaro. Transformer the, the Transformer movie. We had that. We had the Aventador, the, uh, SL, uh, the, the Mercedes SLR. Or, I'm sorry, SLS. And then the um, Decepticon Mustang. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was Barricade. Uh, we hit for you. I so, can't believe you pulled that out. I wasn't gonna get it. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I to say ratchet. But that so I, I, I mean, we I lived at the car for a few months, but but yeah, he hit. He kind of purged a little bit of his collection, and he and he hired a curator to kind of to kind of commission to sell them. But yeah, but I would walk into to the shop every morning. There's Barricade and Bumblebee.
2: Well, speaking of, and I'm mentioning bad boy. Didn't you guys have the bad boy's car at one point?
0: Uh, we had the Miami Vice car. Oh, that's yeah, we what had it the was. Miami Vice Michael, car. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we had right. the Miami Vice car. So, that's but right. yeah, but Michael would show up in a GT2 RS, and I mean, he has a house in Miami. So, and he was a, he's a super. The stories were amazing because, especially the Bumblebee Camaro, which I, I didn't realize until after the fact. But that was the first time anybody saw the redesigned Camaro body style.
1: Oh, is that right? They launched it, it in with the movie. Transformers? The
0: first time anybody saw it in person was in the movie.
1: I don't know if I knew that. Yeah,
0: I d- didn't really either. And when so when he was picking the car out, he had to do. He was at GM Skunk Works, like, and he got to see that like way before anybody else. This is like Night Rider back. Oh, in Oh yeah, the day. crazy crazy stuff. And he or Smokey and the Bandit, like the to, to, that- to see the car, the pre-production car. It had all these like you know these these little Hollywood like naming things on like stunt one and this. And he'd open up the hood, and all of the like the ABS systems were all disconnected, and the lights were on for everything. The nothing was real on the car. It was still a pre-production. I mean, it was. Pretty complete and it ran fine, but it was like like
2: not sorted. The the
0: mirrors weren't like weren't the the right mirrors, and there was like all these like little things you could tell were kind of pre production on it. But to hear the story that he would he he told, and I I think he told the story on, on, on Curated's YouTube channel, but. The uh, you know he he spent months working with GM to 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 get permission to be able to use that car like as early on as he did. Wow! So he's like T- I said he's a, he's a real car guy. That's why all his movies you know appeal to all of us. I you're right.
2: He, and he always he's yeah. always driving something or wrecking something cool. I always wondered why, and I'm sure there's a very obvious story, product placement or whatever. Why they switched Bumblebee in the cartoons that we grew up with? Yeah. He was a Volkswagen Beetle.
0: I just don't think it was tough enough. I mean, if he went from an old Herbie Love Bug Beetle to a new
2: no, that does make sense. I mean, is it that simple? I mean, cuz you could have th- done it in a new Beetle, but even since it's a front-wheel drive little.
0: I, you know, I don't I never asked him and I probably somebody probably should next time they get around him because Well, what you just said makes so much sense. I think he had an oppor- <laughs> I think he had an opportunity with GM and just probably took it. It's my is my guess. Cuz
2: all of the all of those other ones, yeah. you know, the Hummers in there and there's all Oh, bunch I mean like stuff. so
0: you know, Aventador and thing like I mean all these cars that they use, there was really nothing light-hearted with the Transformers not like it was in the cartoon
2: no i just mean even the gm connection you yeah. just made i think there was a lot of gm products yes yeah, there
0: was i mean okay barricade was a was a um it was the mustang but there was a lot of the trucks and things like that, that i went to
2: paramount when that first one came out and they had them all uh, the trucks yeah. and all of the car all of that shit in the transport department like hidden in the parking garage across them. the street
0: I was like, where's Optimus Prime? He's he's like, it won't fit in the building. I was like, okay. It wouldn't fit. It's a
2: fucking real truck. It's it's a real truck. Um, It was cool. They had all these things, and we could play with them and climb all around them. And they were, like you said, just real uh, automobiles with, like, prop stuff that was not real put on them. Well, I
0: mean, the, the barricade, all barricade's lights worked. I mean, there was a lot of tubes and hoses and, you know, things that were hanging off of it to make it look aggressive that weren't. I mean, weren't real and right. effective, but like they they spent big money to, to, to have Barricade awesome. look like that, and it, it, it did a they did a nice job on it. So. <laughs> that's
2: so cool. Did one guy buy all these cars? Like, I f- no, I feel they, like they, that's what yeah, you want. Yeah, no. To, keep it, them
0: in a to have collection. the set, you would think no, but they they kind of got scattered around a little bit. But the the guys that bought them were, were enthusiasts. They were super excited. Oh, and They were just. I the mean, original like,
2: Bumblebee. I mean, that's pretty cool because Bumblebee's like the heart and soul of the thing.
0: It he always was, he always was. Even in the cartoons, he was. But I think I like him better as a Camaro, to be honest. He really? Just, didn't they just, put he... out
2: another one? Maybe Michael Bay didn't, but didn't they put out another one where it went back to being a Beatle? I never saw that one, but I heard they? that they might have. Well, I, I, might, I, don't I know. might be wrong. I might
0: have, Maybe. I don't remember. might be thinking of Herbie the Love Bug with Lindsay Lohan, I don't know.
1: Which, which is the one movie
0: that, you know, they, they should meet, remake again.
2: <sighs> Did that speak to you as a kid? Because that was yeah. my childhood, for Oh, yeah.
0: Sure. I've got a picture somewhere of me. I found we were at an event somewhere and there was a Herbie. And it's like, you get to be around all these amazing cars all the time. And it's like, after a while, I mean, I've been lucky enough to be around everything you could ever imagine, you know, driving be around. And so like you get to, you know, we're in an event and there's like all these million dollar supercars and then there's Herbie. I'm like, look at that. That's so
1: cool. Get your, you know,
0: I and like, you know, I'll, I will not get a picture near a supercar. I mean, I've, I've, I've got to be around everything that I've gotten and I, and I love them to death, but like you see something weird like that and, I'm the same. Like I got to get a picture with Herbie. (laughs) That was the only show I saw. Same thing. I saw
2: Herbie at a car show uh, with Jay Leno that time at the at the thing. And Uh, and 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 it was the only time I've ever said, "Dude, can I please drive your car on the show? Because I I I want to drive your Herbie. It was such a
0: good Herbie. It wasn't (laughs) even just a Herbie. It was such a good Herbie. I know, right? All the things we could drive on the show. Really? Like I have? (laughs) Seriously? I have a whole. Tanger full of stuff. You want the, the the Volkswagen, right?
2: And and it was amazing. It was so cool because we drove it on the roads where they yeah. filmed the movie out there. You know, out. Yeah, but that's
0: the... that's an experience. I mean, it that's was. You, you can't take that away. I mean, as a car guy, I don't care if you are into high end supercars or you're into muscle cars or whatever. I mean, Herbie's Herbie. Like that's that's just cool.
2: Herbie and Duke's hazard are for oh, sure the totally. reason there are numbers on the side of our car.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean
2: Absolutely. like not even a little bit. And the <laughs> fact that we drive on all those roads all the time. Uh,
0: that's that's the crazy part. Growing up in Florida, I mean if we wanted an elevation change, we had to use an off ramp on the highway. It was just well, so get a flat turn, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, granted we could go in straight line a lot faster and and some of the roads were a little bit better conditioned, but other than that, like the canyons here, I mean... You it, can't it's, beat it. You can't beat it. No, it's amazing. And they
2: are literally the roads from every TV show or movie that we grow up with oh, that yeah. had cars in yeah. it. From I, mean, I, Rider lived, to I live in the Arts
0: District, and I go over the bridges, and I'm like, every car commercial was filmed on, what is it, the 7th Street Just Bridge, I think? Whatever one. Yeah, 4th yeah, and 6th. I sixth. think the 4th and 6th, now the 6th is open. I get to see that. I literally can see every time that's shut down from my from my... My balcony, I can see when it's shut Are you down. Right by Magnus, by the I'm two blocks there? from him. Yeah, I'm oh, two hilarious. blocks from him. Yeah, I'm right on Santa Fe and Seventh.
2: You're right by. It's always sunny. Do you live in the It's Always Sunny building? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Close. No, <laughs> you no live but in I know Patty's Pub. <laughs> yeah. I'm right around the corner. That's right there. there. Yeah, wow. Right there. That's so funny. yeah.
2: Uh but, well shit you must see shit filming all the time then because that is an incredibly well,
0: yeah, active yeah there's all those studios area. and stuff there's always something crazy going on there and then I'm I'm across the street from the Warner Building as well so there's all kinds of yeah you know, they're always having events and security will show up with like you'll see three or four black you know Suburbans show up on the side of the road and then all of a sudden like somebody'll get out and they'll, they'll whoosh them away into the building quietly and you never know who it is but they're they're always getting people in there
1: Real?
2: there's a Warner Building downtown yeah
0: oh I didn't even know yeah the that. Warner Music Building is right like
2: and hilarious. it's neat because it like to be in Burbank. The, the crazy yeah.
0: stuff is all those all those buildings like the, the warner building and then the um my building that i live in the loft that i'm in and then like most of the major buildings there were all auto parts like factories or distribution so like even in that building like they've got like an homage homage sorry to um to all these like old <laughs> you forget where you're from <laughs> to all these yeah. old like you know they, they've got equipment still lay out and they've got like in the windows they've got the pictures of like a hundred years ago what it looked instead like instead of gutting and, all that stuff and yeah, not recognizing yeah they, it. they left a lot of it out in that's there cool. so like my my building i live in like doesn't matter i guess amp lofts and it's the american motor <laughs> what unit it was the american it was the american motor it was the american motor parts or something like that and, and, and Seriously? it was it was a it was a part like of warehouse yeah whoa yeah. that's
2: very cool yeah
0: and even like like ID agencies offices are around the corner, right near Boyle Heights, right over the Seventh Street Bridge, and like that building they were in again was used to be an auto parts distribution. And you could see where the railroad tracks used to roll right into the building; they would load the train up and then go out the other side.
2: Boyle Heights is a fascinating uh, yeah. area with an incredibly rich history that I think most people in this don't, town have don't no understand. idea no. about. Yeah um oh, cool. back to movies the there's a place called the lincoln heights jail over there it's condemned now but it's that green building on the side that looks like an old prison or whatever it's kind of got vines and everything over it now way Good past chinatown way oh, past. okay okay uh uh and that's where they filmed that was freddy krueger's boiler room for oh, Nightmare wow. on elm street no way yeah and we used to film there all the time on that that maury povich show Trial, the dick wolf show that's what it's produced and so i was in there all the time and i had no i didn't find out till years later and i was like
1: Oh, yeah. my God! You
2: know, yeah. i really where everywhere I off, yeah. was. Of course it was so familiar yeah. because I was right on the same catwalk and all
0: that crazy That's shit. the crazy part about this town for people that don't live here. Like, you walk around and be like, I, that looks vaguely familiar. Why do you do It's know. from every episode of Dragnet. Right. Or yeah, whatever or show. Or any show yeah. anywhere. Like, it could be a bridge, a building, a like the background mountains. Like, you just never know what you're going to see. One
4: of the greatest things about loving here. Like, people are fun. Famous people are fun to see, but like no, places yeah. and locations are
0: incredible. Yeah, yeah it's so I much, totally it's So agree. cool. And why it's is that?
2: Because oh, I've had that obsession forever, but I, I always thought I was weird. So why is that that people like that? The is it I the fact that we're just taking the people I, out of the equation? It
0: almost I think it makes it relatable. Like, all of a sudden, now it becomes... It makes the show that you were watching become real. Because you get to see it it and it's tangible. Whereas before, it was was literally just this Hollywood magic. And then all of a sudden, now it brings a little bit of reality to where you're at. But it's never like you thought it was. Like, the Beverly Hills houses are all out in Altadena, you know, way (laughs) out. 50 miles from Beverly Hills. The funniest thing is my girlfriend uh, was in... Real estate for like 14 years here in LA. So like she would, you know, I would, we would be somewhere, we'd be watching a TV show, and she'd be like, "That house isn't in that neighborhood. It's over here." And yeah, this yeah, there, yeah. And like she knew where all the stuff was, and she'd constantly call out everything, and she'd that be like, "Like the she knew way. where." All of Aren't you it's the so same funny. way? I mean, now that I know them, but like I didn't, you know, watching this, I just assume everything's in LA. Like I don't realize that, you know, yeah. Glendale and this, that, and everything else, and Hollywood Hills, and
2: we watch Gone in 60 Seconds, and they oh go God. from Long Beach to downtown to the yeah, to like Santa that, Monica, like all these different yeah. places in one chase and it's like a star it's every different the, direction. my
0: first tour living through here was like that was the biggest thing i'm like i'm watching these movies and i'm like so they went from long that beach to downtown connect. no problem I'm like what are they playing never in traffic i'm like
1: are you oh, yeah. kidding me
0: like the traffic like speed. you can't you can't get yeah speed exactly <laughs> good luck yeah. 55 miles an hour you wish <laughs> you wish you i been, mean they 15 been, movie, wouldn't have been yeah, the movie would have been 17 <laughs> minutes long if that was a real movie
2: Supposedly that was all on the 105 before it was open, which is how they were able to... I hear that, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like,
4: if it's in dead yet. like, that part's real. <laughs> I guess <laughs> they fell
0: behind! <laughs> yeah. The only chance you're ever going to get to film like that in L.A. is it's shutting down an entire freeway.
2: When they're Yeah, when they're building a new one. So... God oh crazy. man! All right. So wait. So you came back for all right for so for work with ID, but you're yeah. doing stuff with Matt too. Can we talk about that? Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm pretty thing. excited about that, that that
0: That's one. the other thing I'm doing as well. So I mean, obviously, I've been friends with Matt Farah for years, um, and he's you know, from that, the, from the, the way, Smoking Oh, that's an interesting story. Can we do that first? Uh, yeah. So I let's see. Think so I know. okay. So years ago, there was uh, Spike TV if everybody remembers that. Sure. Yep. So Spike TV did a... <laughs> it was the Nashville <laughs> Network before that, but no <laughs> right. one dated themselves. Yeah, right. <laughs> so there was a... I was working at DuPont Registry at the time Ooh, as their marketing dropped. and special events director. And uh, Spike TV announced that they were going to do this show called Auto Rocks, which was an automotive awards show. And it was basically their... The idea was it was their version of the Emmys or the Oscars, but for cars. Okay. They filmed it at the Barker Hangar in Santa Monica. Oh. And I had been kind of watching it, and this is like early internet days. So there was forums mostly, and things like that. And I think it was MySpace days. And <laughs> to go way back, yeah. I changed my profile. Tom picture told me I'm all, sad. Yeah, yeah, Tom told me all about it. Changed my uh, song. <laughs> so, so I, 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 was kind of reading through something, and somebody had had posted an email, and it was one of the producers. You know, that they were looking for something. Car. So I emailed this producer randomly. And I said, Hey, listen, I, you know, here's what I do. I work at Dupont registry. If you need anything from us, you know, we have, I, you know, I can help you. I have dealers that have cars and we know collectors and we have a decent collection here in Florida. It's like, if there's anything we can do to help, let us know. You know, we're always about it. And I'm, you know, as a car guy, I was just kind of, I love just being involved with things. Yeah. Hence my, my whole career Casting from, a line from, that, out yeah, here. from that, from that point forward, my whole career was kind of like being involved at the right time and. He emailed me back, and he said, you know, we're having a hard time getting cars from the OEM manufacturers. Like, they just, for whatever reason, didn't want to deal with Spike TV. I don't know if they didn't think it was real. I was like, well, I know all of the press fleet managers because we were getting press cars through the magazine. So I helped him reach out, and I got him probably a half a dozen cars, if not more, for the show that they were filming. And <clears throat> funny story is I, I they wanted an F1, a McLaren F1, and the only one that we really, any of us knew about at the time was Lenos. Oh, so I couldn't just call Leno. So I wrote him a letter and I put a copy of the DuPont registry in with it. And, but I, I sent it to him via FedEx to his real name. And most people don't realize that Jay Leno's not his real name. So I sent it, I found his house address, FedExed it overnight so it looked important to his real name so it looked important and he opened it and he actually called me because I wrote him this letter saying, hey, here's what I do, here's what we're looking for, dah, 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 whatever. I know this is a long shot, but whatever. And so he calls me, but I missed the call. So years ago, I had the voicemail forever. But it's like, "Hey, Vinny, it's Jay. I got your <laughs> letter, and the, that was really interesting." And, and and so I ended up calling him back, and we talked for a few minutes. And he's like, "Look, I'm going to get a call." you a stalker it, they, for like finding the name? No, like he thought it was creative. He thought it was cool. impressed. He thought it was creative. He's like, "It worked." It's the type I of thing it. he would have done, I think. Probably, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, we didn't get the McLaren, but I got him a bunch of other stuff. And so. The, He's like, nice the, try, kid. Yeah. I, no, I'm, I'm calling you instead. And I, years later at Pebble Beach, I actually confronted him and, and not confronted him. I, wow. I, ran, I ran into him and I was like, hey, I don't, I don't know if you're going to remember <laughs> this. But I did this thing, and he's like, "Oh my god, yeah, I remember." And da da da. So it was kind of neat that he actually remembered that for years later. Um, well, that's got to be a thing that no, like, that's no, yeah. Be I mean, I knew I had to do something to stand out, and I was like, "That's all I could come up with is I had had this little bit of information. I knew that that wasn't his real name from some, I don't know, probably trivial pursuit or something. I, who who knows? Wait, but then how did you? Oh, is that how you got the house address? Then the, the house, house address the is just like on the. I mean, it's posted everywhere sure, on sure, the internet. But of the, it, other it, thing, so yeah. instead of sending it to the big dog, I sent it to his, his actual house I mean, address. You're just you're just resourceful. Is all i for you. So, yeah. So the, the producer that, that I had originally emailed that asked for help was out of New York and he, cause their, their corporate offices were out of there. And so he came out to LA and after helping, he kind of, he's like, look, I appreciate all your help. He goes, let us fly you out. And he goes, you can kind of, you can kind of be a PA, you know, if you want, or just come in and help out with the show and, you know, help move cars around and things like that or whatever. He's like, just come out as a thank you, whatever. And it happened to be over my birthday weekend in January. So I fly out there, whatever. Well, Rob Ferretti from Super Speeders, um, Matt Farah, who is now, he at the time, was Garage 419, um, JF Musil sure. from now Tangent Vector. Right. So all of these guys were all part of this little crew in New York. They, they were all friends. I was not part of that crew yet, but I was the one outsider, but, but the producer knew all these guys and brought them all over. help in california and that's how i got to meet matt and so i spent the whole weekend filming with them and driving and things like that so the the producer guy hands me a key to a viper he's like we're not actually using in the show so you can have it for the weekend so first thing (laughs) on my my birthday morning i got up right before dawn because it was one of my first times in la like that that i wasn't working working at like in an event and i had keys to a brand new viper so I got up in the morning and I drove the PCH for an hour north, and then I turned around and drove it an hour back, and then that's how I got to start my birthday morning, you know. Beautiful. And then I spent the rest of the time at Barker Hanger filming with. It was kind of crazy. So, and if you ever pull up the show, I actually got to drive a car in the show because the uh, the stunt drivers couldn't drive the uh, Carrera GT; they kept stalling it.
1: Hula- oh, oh, because that weird
0: clutch. Because the weird Hilarious. clutch. So there was a Pagani Zonda Monza. There was an Enzo, there was an SLR, and then me, and there was Carmen Electra and Joe Rogan were the hosts, and they are on stage walking. Now we're in front of a, like a live oh, studio audience. I remember audience. that show. They were doing a Top yeah.
2: Gear thing without it being Top yeah, Gear. Yeah, it
0: wasn't. It wasn't quite Top Gear. It was just like awards or like oh best convertible, yeah. best this, best that, or whatever. So they they had the. scene I remember was...
2: the hangar in the audience in the hangar. Right. Though. So it was
0: a live audience. One shot. They weren't and they were they weren't gonna like you have one shot and you're the only one that's driven this car and hasn't installed it yet. <laughs> So, no you're dri- so you're driving into the show, and I'm like I was the last car, so no pressure at that point. And he, so here's you know Joe Rogan and Carmen Electra coming down, and of course Look,
2: everybody, it's Mark Wahlberg.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> the Enzo goes, of course, automatic transmission, no problem. The you know the oh, SLR yeah. goes automatic transmission, no problem. Here comes the you know the Monza, and the, the guy driving the Monza was you know it was his car, so it was he was a you know he knew that car, and here comes me, and I'm like, I mean, I was. I was nervous, but I pulled it off. Didn't stall. Got it down. everything thing. And it was great. It was fantastic. But you but, had but, yeah. us worried for a second. It seemed like the story no, could have, might have gone wrong. No, I, I pulled it off. But, but yeah. But that's how. That's the the long version of how I got to meet Matt. And we just kind of hit just it off from friends from there. Just working on that project
2: together. And mm-hmm. but he, you obviously left an impression with him, like you did yep. Jay Leno.
0: Well, we kept in touch, and then from 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 Dupont, I left and did Spiker. And the, car? the car? The car company. Oh, so that was I, a cool I, car. I worked for them. I was one of the three people in North America that actually worked for them full time. So I was I was kind of after sales for them. We had Karsten that did like ran all of North America. And then we had a product specialist, Rona. And so when Matt was doing Garage 419, I, I was doing interviews with him back and forth. And I got him to drive the Spiker and things like And we literally just hit it off and just been friends ever since.
2: Dude, how long ago was that? Oh, my God.
0: Uh, Ten years. Oh, over ten years. Uh, let's see, the Viper was two thousand four or five. Somewhere oh, in that. wow! Eighteen yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been friends that long.
1: Well, that's
2: why you guys seem like childhood friends. That yeah. If it goes that yeah. deep.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's, it's been kind of cool. And being me being from New York too, I kind of got along with that whole. You know, you have to have a little bit of an attitude to kind of. Yeah. You know, to get along with those guys, you know, and you, and you have got to be able to talk. Certain, so much right. shit. You have to that? be able to take some shit, too. Yeah, yeah. Dish it and out and important. take it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But being able to cut through it tells the other people that, like, you're not messing around.
2: Yeah.
0: But it's crazy to think, like, you know, Matt and Larry from Ammo, and then, you know, JF, and now, you know, Rob, and all these guys have kind of, this, this little group from years ago have all gone on to, you know. Where they all are now? Yeah, where they Holy all are now. Holy shit. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, so. they
2: dominate the field of the thing they were trying to break into. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm incredibly proud of Brad and Matt, and I have only known him a few years. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, knowing seeing <laughs> the videos of that East Coast kid from the same area that I was well, from. I could, like... I,
0: I'll have to show you some of the pictures of, of when I was big and Matt was small. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Were, you used to be yeah, big? I was, I was 227 at my heaviest.
2: The picture he's got in the elevator is hilarious. Oh, with yeah, the, with the uh, chops? With the, <laughs> he, but it's the line, too. He's got the full uh, Paulie Jr. from OCC. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Gangster
0: that's how he rolled so yeah so that's how i got to meet matt so he when i uh when i first moved here from florida um i didn't know where i wanted to live i didn't know what i wanted to do this was f- number of years ago eight, 18 end of 18 and matt's like look come crash at my place he's like until you figure out what neighborhood you want to live and where you want to go and so learn um, the lay of the land learn the lay of the land and so i was I, I came over here for and got to stay with him and few weeks, stayed into a month, and da, 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 And I ended up kind of being his, like almost like his Cato Kalen, so like helping him out with things <laughs> around the house no. and watching the cats when you go don't, out of town. And don't make that clear. <laughs> <sense. Yep. laughs> Nobody got murdered, but uh, yeah, but you weren't a no, houseboy. You were no, a friend no, no, who. No, I was, uh, I was a friend who, who was helping stick out. Stick
4: with he was... Mark, Mark. Like don't go to <laughs> Kato. It. Like stick with the Mark Mark. Oh
0: good. But it worked out. I got to, I got to, to travel and do some amazing things, and then COVID hit. So I we I ended up not, there was nothing here to do in LA as far as car events and and everything that I was doing for PR Um and so I went to Houston for a couple of months and then uh Tamarian called and asked, so if I wanted to come to Miami and so I picked up out of Houston and went to Miami for two years.
2: I feel like when we did that that half show mm-hmm. at Smoking Tire, I feel like you were relatively new back at uh, yeah at that joint, right? Yeah, that okay. was when
0: I had kind of first started there. Shit, so that had to be almost two years ago. It was though. almost two years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, time flies man. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: don't mean to make it about that. How's the weather? <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> No, it's been it's just it's been crazy when I you know when I when I talk about some of the You know just all the different things over the years. We've all gotten a chance to experience. It's, I, I I I it's crazy as a as a kid growing up with playing with Hot Wheels to think that you know now I get to play with all these amazing cars
2: and to be down day. there in that building where the real ones live yeah. where they were designed yeah. and engineered so
0: to get to your back to your point, so Matt has his Westside Collector Car Storage, uh, his, his concierge storage facility, which is amazing. You know, because I got it's to beyond. I got to you know I got Dude. to see the initial thought process of him creating this thing in his head, and then finding the land, and then working with the architects all the things he wanted. I mean, I literally was lucky enough to be able to watch him build his dream and you know sit there and 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 talk to people about ideas and what he wanted to do and he's like you know he had a very very specific goal of what he wanted and he was you know very very driven about how he wanted to pull it off and then you know to to see it completed and full and with people you know just happy and 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 loving it it's amazing so when he decided he wanted to do a second location he's like he goes listen he goes i it can't be at both places you know and he eventually wants to get to If he's lucky, you know, he wants to get to four or five places. Yeah. Um, So he brought me in to kind of help him with putting together some systems that we know can, we can take the experience from the first one and and make sure the same experience as the second one. Because if he's going to franchise out, you've got to, you know, you've got to, we're going to have. Owners with cars in different places. Yeah, it's not
2: and, a template so much, but you're figuring out the logistics. Well, yeah, I mean, so like, you know, like carry I carry like
0: it. I told one of the guys that worked. There, I said, listen, you go to McDonald's and and they where they where they keep the broom at the McDonald's may be different at every location, but your burger is the same no matter what you get. Mm-hmm. So that's the same idea, you know, with franchising is you want to make sure that that customer experience is the same whether it's in in Hawthorne, you know, or Gardenia where the right. new location is. Um, or the original location and then you know same thing with anything else he expands I'm just out. excited
2: you guys are going to be serving
0: hamburgers now. That's wonderful yeah, news. You hear that? Breaking, you, breaking, news. In breaking news. In case you didn't know. In case <laughs> you didn't know. Catch uh, mustard on the
2: side. But yeah, so um, it's, it's, it's No, been, it's, it's, a it's a really good cool. point. It's been cool. But you're, that's something that you're good at anyway. So this is again it just sort of like is the right time at the right yeah. place and Yeah.
0: And I mean obviously Matt trusts me. So and you know he, yeah. he you know he knows what I'm what I'm kind of capable of. So I'm I'm lucky to have earned that. Uh, you know, over the years with many, many people.
2: Oh, yeah. I didn't mean, yeah, forgive me. I didn't mean like, luckily, you you forced no. Gumped into this situation. Oh, he, I just mean like, oh, you were available at the right time when the job right was necessary. Yeah. yeah. That's and pretty cool. Timing is everything. Man.
0: Well, I mean, with your background, too, you know that timing is everything. You know, you, you you get a name for yourself and, you know, you're lucky enough that when the opportunity comes up, somebody's like, oh, yeah, I should probably call Jay.
2: That's the goal anyway. Yeah, that's, that's what, what you, want you strive to get for. Too. You yeah, don't even yeah. to be like,
0: mm, no, don't call him.
2: You don't want that. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, though. That's an adult perspective. As a kid, you can't see any of that stuff. When I was young, it was, like, so short-sighted that... You think one little screw up, whatever. You're like, oh yeah, well that's gone. Nobody'll ever remember that. And like, guess what? Everybody remembers that.
0: Yeah. You're the only one who it pretends just... it didn't happen. Well, <laughs> I remember I was in, in at the Daytona Raceway. I was working for Superchips, uh, doing their PR. Um, actually, I was working for Schieffer, J- James Schieffer Media. If you want to go, you know, small world. Deep. Yeah. Um. So he he had Superchips on as a client. I was out of Florida, so I and they were based out of Florida at the time. So I was kind of overseeing that account for for Schieffer Media at the time. And, um, we went out to the Daytona raceway and Vic Edelbrock was in the, was in the suite with us. And this is before he had passed. And so I spent I <laughs> fucking hope so. Oh, Jesus Christ.
2: It wasn't a wick there at the I'm track. I'm just saying t-
0: <laughs> t- timing was way, way earlier. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So he, uh... I spent the whole time talking to him. Like I didn't care about the race; it was a NASCAR race. And I'm like, whatever. I was just I was feeding talking off to him. Vic. Yeah, I spent the just whole time sponging just, the info. Just anything, any stories he wanted to share, I was all about it. That guy's and, a legend. for Oh, anybody, yeah. Any car guy I knows, mean, right? Edelbrock. I mean, okay. it's it's every you know every carburetor, intake manifold anybody ever wished they had on their muscle car was, was anybody it. who
2: was ever tuning on yeah. something. They were tuning their
0: Edelbrock. And he would he was telling us stories about how you know how he was so upset about how business was was going nowadays with all these lawyers and contracts and everything else. And he's like, you know, he was telling me, he's like, dude, back in the day in the sixties, he goes, it was handshakes. He goes, we didn't, nobody signed anything. It was if you burned somebody, everybody found out about it and nobody did business with you and that's it. You, you were done. Yeah. And that's it. And it's, and I think part of that, I is, miss that by the way, I, I do too, but yeah. it's still alive more than you think. Because like when I deal with guys like you know, my friend, like Mike Musto and, and Matt and even like Larry from ammo and you, I can see it. Because my group being from, you know, that, that New York area and, and you as well, there's a different mindset up there, I think, because then growing up in Florida, I was lucky enough that most of my family friends also moved from New York around the same time. So I kind of grew up with a another network of New Yorkers. So I was lucky you enough to still, to, to, to still have that how important your word is and how important integrity is. And it's something that really can't be taught, but I didn't realize I was learning it at the time but yeah it was it was something that like you said it's an adult perspective that you don't see until later on but i remember after talking to vic going you know i'm i, I kind of without realizing i had been doing that that i was surrounding myself around people that i know that would tell me no if they couldn't do something but they like i'll work on it but so many times nowadays there's a lot of people that'll say they'll yes you to death and they'll, you'll never hear from them again
1: oh yeah, yeah oh,
0: that's, that's huge. Huge. it's hard
2: it's yeah
1: but, oh
0: so sure like, and then Crickets, Ghost. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So to surround yourself around people, especially in this industry that, you know, are, they have enough integrity to be able to say, look, no, right now, let me check into it. I'll get back to you if so, but, but no, I can't do that right now, but I'll let you know if I can. Instead they just say yes and you never hear from them again. But yeah, I feel, the, like, I feel like the guys up in New York understand that because I know that if I called, you know, Matt, especially if I called JF, if I called any of these guys and said something and I know if they say yes, I can, I can trust that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they'll let me know if if not. I, I, it's not something that, and then that was part of the reason that I got invited on Spike TV was because everything I told them that I was going to pull off happened.
2: It's like social credit. It's it like is. A so, it's like a social credit score, which I guess <laughs> everyone's saying they don't want. But it kind of <laughs> it is unwritten though.
0: Yeah, it is, and and it, there needs to be more of that out there because mm. people are just. You know, with instagram and, and all the social media they think they can hide behind it but it's it's actually worse because it's so much easier to be able to blast out and say this shop didn't finish my car when they said they charged me too much or this this happened that happened or whatever it's nothing's
2: real anymore because there's no context for anything it's just these everything is a soundbite or a blurb or yeah. a headline and yeah. it's you can write that however the hell you want it doesn't mean that's what the story is right Right. Yeah, it's a hard time. I thought Twitter was going to save the world by making everybody like mm-hmm. choose their words more carefully and you know nope. truncate it down. Uh, it's sort of the opposite. It's yeah. sort of the opposite. It fragmented the whole thing so bad that now there isn't a, even a full
0: thought. No, there's not. Yeah, yeah that's, and, and that's everyone says
4: what they want, like, and they don't include links to articles that they're referencing. It's right. like, what are you? Yeah, do your to?
0: Own, you know, own research because I wrote it. It's real. No, it's not <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So, oh, but that's so why we have this because we can be real and we can have full sentences but how do, people tell the, how do
2: people tell the difference you know what I mean like how can people I agree with everything you're saying and that's why I think that authenticity will always sure. trump everything else like I don't care if you're a fucking asshole if you're like being just a fucking asshole all the time and everyone knows how Own you it. are yeah. you're actually going to have a lot of people who love you and support you
0: well, <laughs> just goes, because you're real it goes back like you said for broadcasting I mean how many you know big time radio personalities or broadcasters or anybody are complete assholes
1: Probably but a lot of them, I that, guess.
0: But that's who... But, but even on their... I mean, whether you like them or oh, not, guys like Rush, like Rush Limbaugh or whoever else you want to... I mean, these guys have this personality, and from what I, right. I've i heard from them or from people that have been around them, that's generally... You will find that if that person is that way on TV or radio whatever it is, whatever the medium is, they're probably that way in person as well. And it's been my experience, everybody that I've ever met like that that's at that level, again, is either an Oscar-level actor and playing that role... Or they that's just who they are.
2: Even then it's not sustainable. The mm. the Oscar level actor no, thinks somebody not. like a Rush Limbaugh on the air for thirty years or whatever no. he was, like I can't believe we're talking about him. But, <laughs> but but it's but yes, yes, I agree with everything you're saying. The only thing though is it seems like if anything it would go the other way. Some people are uh nicer on air than they are off. Yeah. Perhaps the pers- the Oscar winning performance is like, oh look how likable and affable I am and then off screen it's like you But how suck. long does that
0: last? It's That's temporary. the part I think is not it's
2: sustainable.
1: I found he-
4: that winning with when it when Wendy Williams. She oh. was so authentic at first and it's like you can't be mean to people that you're calling tomorrow to be on the show. Like no you just can't do it. So she retooled everything about herself and calmed down. Mm. Like, we <laughs> and, all have to Until whatever
2: it. happened lately. And it, it's true. Now Sherry Shepard has the show. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But no, but it's
4: a good point. Way back when, when the, the it shift. was a good lesson of when things are starting, like, pay attention to what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. yeah. You have to. But so hopefully, maybe we'll educate a few people. In, in I today. hope so.
2: I hope so. Or we'll just cr- fucking make the divide even bigger, which I'm always trying to not do.
0: No, but... It's it's better if we know who's on which side.
2: What you said before about people giving you yeses and then just no, uh, that is an epidemic right now, in my yeah. opinion. But where does it come from? Does it come from somebody just not wanting to be uncomfortable with yeah. you in it's, the it's, moment? It's, it's, so it's, we're it's just bec- going pre- to pretend we're good, and
0: then later I'm going
1: to be you've like, you've lost oh. all your
0: social skills of, of not understanding that you can disappoint somebody by saying no momentarily, but long term, you'll understand that it, 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 it actually, it, it means more to be able to tell them exactly the truth.
2: If what you said is right, then it's a bigger conversation, it's a matter of honesty. Yeah. It it's is. a it's a matter of inte- are, are integrity you, and yes.
0: honesty, and there just isn't, there isn't much out there.
2: That sucks. That bums me out as a civilization, because yeah. it's not very civil, if that's the case.
0: But that's why, <laughs> you know, you have to be lucky enough, and you have to be able to surround yourself around, you know, the good keep, people, the good people and, and let the other ones just fall by the wayside dude you're very wise
2: for your age our age have you always like had that or is that something I, that came i with think
0: age? i mean it's i think it's just something that you know over the years you you, you look back and reflect and you start to kind of you know they say if i knew then what i know now when when you're young you don't you really think that that's just a bunch of bullshit. Like,
2: no, you know, you know okay, everything whatever. when you're young. I know for a fact because I did.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew it too. <laughs> and now I'm. And now, everything. And now I've forgotten it all. Um, well, no, once but I it,
2: learned it, that I didn't know anything was the day I learned that I now know more than I ever did. It's true. It's <laughs> <laughs> clumsy, but does that oh, make. Yeah. But yeah did I know it know exactly, check out. <laughs> yeah.
0: It does check out. No, it's, it, it is. It's It's crazy because it. I honestly think like the only way to know that is to just you can't rush that it's something that just happens. And and it may be, you may be in your early twenties. You may be in your teens. It may take you until you're in your mid thirties, but yeah. at some point that switch is going to flip and you're like, ah, now I get it. I get it. Now I get it. So, and it, it yeah. Yeah. I mean, God a lot it. of times it has to do with, I don't know if it's mortality or whatever. Like I said, the integrity for me was always a big thing. I mean, that was something that my father always kind of taught me. and My mother always taught me mm-hmm. that it was just a matter of, look, it, it's, you know you do what you say and and you just if you, if I if you say you're going to do it just do it it's that simple if you so, can't do it don't be afraid to say you can't do it
2: that's four rules one is impeccable be impeccable with your word yeah yeah that's yeah. that's a huge one so it goes back to the same thing we were saying but
0: though. that's that's the I've been lucky enough in this industry that that's my people that's how people know me they know me for that if if I tell them I'm going to do something come hell or high water I'll do it and in radio it was and honestly, I think there were there were two guys in radio. There was Mike Olivero, who was my promotions director at 98 Rock, which worked for with uh, with Bubba the Love Sponge. And there was another guy who was <laughs> Joe. <laughs> that was his name on his driver's license was Bubba the Love Sponge.
2: And it was a it was a big deal and down in Florida. He, he ruled there with
0: absolutely. And the other guy was Joe Mama Johnson. And um, <laughs> Ron, his actual real name was Ron Shepard, but his on-air name was Joe Mama Johnson. He was a promotions director at 93.3 FLZ, which was a huge top forty station and he had this sign above his desk and it said j-o-b-d-o-n-e and his whole thing oh. that when he wasn't on the air he was the promotions director and as an intern he was like look just get the job done i don't care how you do it i don't want to know how you do it but in radio the show must go on yeah. and so like if we're at an event and something breaks or something happens he goes, i don't care what you have to do just get the job done and so early on i was able to learn that look you do whatever you have to do with whatever resources you have to make sure that it happens and I think that you know because of those two guys teaching me that part early on, and I was in my you know early 20s. I had just you know kind of right out of college. I think that it was. I really, I still to this day give those two guys credit for being able to teach me that level of integrity. Of you know, number one, figure out the problem no matter what it takes to, t- to do. And sometimes it means a little gray area. Sometimes it means crossing the line a little bit. But look, at the end of the day, job done. And I, and I will always, I will always thank Ron for kind of teaching me that and showing me that it's okay to. Live in the gray area a little bit, yeah, and 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 just make sure that it happens.
1: Life is a gray area.
2: That's what I it think is. most people don't really realize. I had that same uh, uh, crash course through TV productions. The yeah. same thing: the show must go on, and, and you
0: do whatever you have to do. Don't
2: come back to me with excuse excuses or no. reasons why it can't get done. Because we all, everyone else here before you who's been hired previous to you, yeah. we <laughs> all it. just we all just yeah. get yeah. shit yeah. done. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And so, but it's unfortunate because there aren't there aren't a lot of other careers that. You can, you can learn that. I mean, I
2: don't even know if those careers are like that anymore. Like you said, it's all programmed and button pushed. It's all metrics out and corporate that I don't even know if what we're talking about exists there anymore.
0: It may not. It's been a while. Like I still have some friends, a handful of friends that are still involved in radio and it's, it's changed so much.
2: I just look at like production quality. I mean, production quality of everything everywhere is shit these days (laughs) from local move, from local news to, to movies. Yeah. Uh, and it seems just like, well, the faster you get something out and, and the, the less production value, the more clicks it gets. So that's what the metric is based on It versus where the art is and
0: leaving cares. radio and coming into, into, into the automotive industry. I realized that like you, like to your point, it's, it's a lot of these car companies, all they care about is, is the spreadsheet at the end of the quarter, red or green? Yeah. Why is it red? It's like, look, okay, it's red now, but like, give me a, you know. A little bit of time and it'll get green, but it'll stay green. I don't care. I, this this quarter it has to be green. Do whatever you have to do. And it's like, yeah, but like you're not. You're
2: that's all business. You're,
0: you're stepping over a dollar to to save a dime or whatever. That's my complaint
2: with everything because you're yeah. right. Super huge in cars right now, but same thing. It happened a couple of years ago with the entertainment industry, yeah. and it's just like, but where is the art? Will the pendulum swing back? I mean, I hope so. Once every car is just a cardboard box of the same Basically, thing. Basically, yeah. I don't know, but I, that's something like as an artist typey person, like leading with my heart, ooh, that scares me. And so for me, it was- What purpose do I serve in that world?
0: I worked uh, Spiker, Lamborghini, Maserati, corporate. And so as a car guy, like that's, I mean, oh my God, like the minute that I flew to Italy and got to walk in the Lamborghini factory as an employee, and you know, at the time I was like the youngest guy in the room, I was the youngest area manager, and I'm like, what am i doing here <laughs> i mean literally <laughs> it's like uh i how did i get here yeah it'd and be imposter syndrome and for it was me. It, they're it, all it, gonna it, find it, out i should be here and it was an amazing experience but then like it, it also kind of took a little bit of the 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 glitter away because you got to see how short-sighted some of these companies are with what they do and you're like as an enthusiast like your uh, maserati was the worst because i had so much respect for that company as a brand who's been around for a hundred and 15 plus years or whatever it is now Old school, yeah. and at the time it was fca that i was working there and they they just didn't get what that brand was supposed to be about and as an enthusiast fca didn't get fca what? didn't yeah, oh, they didn't really? care they just didn't care
2: the panache of the italian way they couldn't grasp it yeah, probably
0: yeah they okay. just didn't they didn't understand what was important their their dealer if, network was
2: fiat chrysler what was it what was fc what
0: uh well all the chrysler brands jeep and stuff like that yeah. and then fiat alfa romeo alfa romeo and, uh, so it was I the other one um it. with some other weird brands that we don't get here in the u.s but it was it was really sad because you'd see their dealer network would 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 be shared with like you know you go into a dealership it's like half infinity half maserati and they're trying to convert their infinity customers over and i'm like
1: oh
2: is, that's not the market I, I mean, you're you doing it wrong you can't do that <laughs> it's not toyota and, so, and lexus yeah.
0: so i used to i used to yell at the dealers i'm like look when this is and, and again this, i was there as the Levante got to launch, so it was a critical point in the in, in there because it really did save that company for the most part. Them back. Yeah. Ghibli was was good and sold well, but people had a lot of issues with the Ghibli and they it were didn't scared. Sell well, they gave
2: them away.
0: Those so things were like two ninety nine leases <laughs> out in Westlake. Do you yeah, remember that? Oh, they yeah. were giving them yeah, away to get them, them on the road. <laughs> but it was because they were they were stuff like that they were they weren't understanding what the brand was and so like one of the things i used to tell the dealers was is look you know the new levante is coming out take your 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 hottest youngest sales guy the one that's in tune with whatever the new thing is in town go to the coolest restaurant in town and get them to just valet the car and go to the restaurant don't pay extra don't do whatever just a normal don't day don't look for attention just give it as like and when he comes out the car will be parked out front and like what do you mean i go i guarantee it's parked out front. I was like, because the Trident doesn't go around back. Your Land Rover, your Bentley, your Mercedes in the back, but the, the Trident, the Trident stays. And you could go. And the thing is, is, is the, the manufacturers don't understand that. You take a brand like Maserati, and I can go it from anybody from a CEO to a homeless guy here in town, and you say Maserati, and they're like, yeah. Now you could say Ghibli, they're not going to know what you're talking about. But the brand Maserati, there's something about that Trident that universal across the board. People know what that is, and they see it, and they respect it but FCA didn't. Interesting. And they That's were, weird. why and, they and, buy it? Or did it, was it was a package. package Yeah, I forgot about and that. And they just dealt with it. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Now, now so stupid. They the could have sold it off. Yeah, the MC20 is a great car. and they, Yeah. They, it's, it's really changed, you know, it's, so it's, it's hopefully changing the perspective. They had some new management and things like that, but yeah, there was a time there it was just, it was hard. It was really hard to try and it was frustrating because I'm like, you guys don't understand the level of input you know it's an emotional purchase it's like and with a maserati you've got the sights the sounds the smells the flash and they're and trying to metrics that out yeah like and that you, doesn't you can't convert it you sense. can't convert an s-class or a lexus owner to a maserati if they're happy with the lexus right if they feel like the lexus is boring okay come on in let me show you a little something but if it's like but i saw owners get out of their their ls460 and they get in the maserati and they're like this is a lot to take in you know they're, they're, they're Brash exhaust and the flashiness and the smell of the leather and it's like this is too much input.
2: Well, all of a sudden it's a sensory experience, whereas yeah. before it was just a now, car. Now,
0: if you're looking for that, you're not going to find it anywhere else. Right. But if you're happy with your infinity and your Lexus, which are great cars, I drive a Lexus. What's all but, this? But it's you know you but they weren't qualifying their their customers properly and they they weren't treating the brand the way that it should have been treated. So anyway, man, but that's it my, is all the same. It's rant. all the same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's all the same it, thing. It, It's not just the automotive industry. It's it's entertainment as well.
2: It seems to be whenever a company I like gets on the right course, somebody who's running that company leaves and goes somewhere else and then somebody else comes in and... And destroys it. Yeah, even if they were good ideas, they weren't this new person's idea, so they have and, to change the yeah, whole they thing. They think and that
0: they have to make a name for themselves. And they wipe the whatever. next
2: six years clean, yeah, and start over. And it's like,
0: oh, geez. He couldn't just...
2: Whatever happened to... like? I mean, when I was... Maybe it's just the fact that <laughs> we're getting older and the, the amount of possibly. data we have is longer and greater. Uh, but when I was younger, it was like, I really am this hell. BMW made three cars. <laughs> <laughs> a three, a, a five, th- and a seven, and that's o- how it should be. Only three. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on the everything is everything for everyone. I don't care what you... What do you want? We'll make it. Yeah. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm getting crazy. is <laughs> Metrics um how about you how do people follow you uh thank you for being here first of all i want to yeah. I'm cognizant of your time uh how do people follow you what do you have coming up the auto show i'm really excited about that was a new one for me nice drop
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> more and, to come with the auto show
2: and did we wrap up the farah west side collector car storage the new place i think so
0: the new the new places in uh, in gardenia near near the hawthorne airport uh should be open at the end of the year um, he actually expanded it even bigger than what he originally thought it was going to be. So he's lucky enough now that he the complex that it's in, he's going to have basically half that whole complex. And there'll really be room great. for him to do events. And I think mostly what he wants to do is like maybe have some of the customers do tours out of there and go to either Malibu or do, you know go out on Very drives cool. and meet there. Because we're getting that at the location here now is that it's neat to see... Customers would come in on a Saturday or Sunday morning to get their car early in the morning to go to a Malibu or go to you know some other cars and coffee. Yeah. Um, you know, even as far as Costa Mesa, we have guys that'll come in first thing in the morning at 7 a.m. So they're going straight to cars and coffee in Costa Mesa. But as doing that, they've started to meet each other that they weren't friends with. And like last weekend, we had two customers that come in quite frequently. They met on Saturday morning. And, oh, just because they're picking their car up picking at the their same car time, up. so they're in the lounge. And then next 10 thing you together. know, like you know, they so they met last weekend and they went to go off and to go drive their cars. And one picked his Aventador, the other had his, his GT3 RS, and they they went off for a drive and went and had breakfast and came back a few hours later. I'm like I didn't know you guys were friends. I'm like oh no, we're, we we were We just met, and oh, we, that's we cool. just we became friends here. So that part of it's kind of neat to see because I don't think Matt really realized that there was going to be that that kind of you know, uh, I guess. Just that kind of networking and and, and, and kind of camaraderie uh, that comes yeah, with that. Yeah, he accidentally
2: built a little community. Yeah, I mean, he bought that, built that lounge like as an idea that, oh, you know, like I guess people could hang out here, but like really, it was just, it was just because it was a thing you need to have in a space and like it, that.
0: And people do use it, so so there's that. That's so the th- coolest. So that's the thing. So Westside Collector Car Storage, new location opening up, uh, probably at the end of the year, beginning of next year at the latest.
2: So down there, it's also by P E C L A. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's a lot of shit down there that uh, that car people would want to oh, yeah. keep their car near. Yeah,
0: yeah, and the nice thing is, like, because the the Culver City location is within LA proper, <clears throat> so there's the ten percent parking tax.
1: Oh, so this so wouldn't you, it, have that. So
0: this wouldn't have that, and there's a few other there's a few other things that'll go along with that. <laughs> Are
2: it's, some it's, of his. Uh, uh, Culver City people are going to move. Yeah, to they
0: will. Like the long-term guys, probably will, because yeah. we have a lot of cars there that, that people just store and take out like once or twice a year. It's it's kind of crazy, but they do. So those cars will will end up probably well, some of the basement cars. There. And he'll move the cars back and forth as customers need it and things sure. like that. So he'll have a oh that's a cool yeah oh that's interesting. Yeah, so, so if you get belong trailer.
2: if you belong to Westside Collector Car Storage, can you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Amazing! and so I don't know if it, people it, yeah, realize it's, that. it's
0: going to be a it's going to be a membership regardless. So as as long as we have you know locations and space, in space uh, if your if your car happens to be there and you need it over here, or That's it's there and huge. you want it there, you know if you give us notice and he's been really good about accommodating all kinds of different you know it, it really it, the idea with Westside is that the customers that don't have time to really drive their cars the way that they they you know they they don't they they'll have three or four cars maybe or even two and you only get one weekend a month to really play with it. We try and take care of everything there that, you know, if your car needs tires, if it needs this, if it needs that, if we go to move the cars, I mean, all cars are on battery tenders, everything's yeah. there, if, if we see a leak or we see something wrong, we let the customer know, because we want when they come to pick up the car, whether they're coming from the airport or they're coming from wherever, we want them to be able to get in the car and and go positive experience and 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 not spend the time you know with their car saying oh i, I gotta go get an oil change i gotta go get this and get that so if a customer probably wants, put some air
2: in those tires and yeah. get some new wipers while yeah. you're yeah. at so it
0: so we'll you know but we'll call them and tell them and and for the long-term storage you know they're we're doing reports and stuff and saying hey listen your brake lights out you know or your registration is oh, you getting ready to get it's ex- amazing yeah your registration is getting ready to expire you know just so you know like i know you only come in twice a year but the next time you come in your tags are going to be expired you want to take care of that so that it's ready to go when you come in. That's so impressive. is and, and, really great. And, and, that's really. It's like and, a oh, real that's concierge, Matt, but that's just Matt it because Matt understands what he what they need.
2: Well, he knows. Yeah, he knows how that type of customer right. wants to be treated and should be treated. So type that's of cool.
0: Thing. And then good for you guys, man. This is so exciting. It's great. I mean, great it seemed like guys. oh,
2: just another location, which is its own thing. Yeah. But the fact that it's actually uh, branching out of the exact same entity is that's, very. That's cool.
0: the idea. So that's what I'm trying to help him. With the systems to make sure that both locations have the same experience both, you know, along the way. So it's kind of neat. Right on, dude. kind of cool. And then Hot Wheels. So Legends Tour will be for here, Baldwin Park, October 8th. We'll be there. And if anybody's got any crazy cars, you can go on the Legends Tour website and register. And uh, if as long as there's nothing offensive on your car... Uh, chance oh, is are that with the... That's like the one big thing. Like, yeah, like so. I'm the one who goes through all of the who registrations. decides offensive. It, that's me. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> so and I, <laughs> I've been I've been well schooled by Mattel of exactly what that means. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and so they're you know, and even with same thing, you know, so we you know, we go through and we pick the judges and the cars. It, it has to kind of fit within. And they're, I mean, listen, they're they're pretty cool about it, but it, like, it, you literally would have to have some sort of a swear word or you know, a naked girl on the side of your car or something. You know, we've only had I think out of the twenty five hundred or so entries we've had since we started the Legend Tour this year, I think there's been two or three that I've kind of. Oh, that's not and bad. It, and then it wasn't even that's a nothing. matter of me like email, and, you know, just denying them. It was like I sent them a message saying, "So listen, you know, did you want to peel that sticker off your car? Because you're not coming if you did. If you don't, They're, oh yeah, sorry man, I forgot it was on there. And you thought it was funny and. Yeah. You know, I we had <laughs> there was a guy. That submitted <laughs> there's always his, a reason, isn't
2: there? <laughs> the guy
0: submitted his car had stickers, you know, with like an acronym of like something that was really not mattel friendly and i was like you you gonna peel those stickers off (laughs) what did it say hasbro and i and i actually saw this on a car here my girlfriend i saw this on a car but it was it was o t w t f y g oh on my way to fuck your girl oh boy (laughs) (laughs) and funny enough there is a white Camry running around LA somewhere with that on its back window because Tannis and I saw it driving around on the passenger window of this car also said like your bitch is probably in here or something oh my like that goodness gracious. and I'm We're like an did he lose a bet like how could you drive around like just on the 10 we saw this like out of nowhere I'm like do you, like, are you seeing this? It's so yeah, stuff like that. They don't really yeah, want at the show because it's kind of kid friendly. But everything else is pretty. Is kind
2: of kid friendly. Yeah, yeah it should be. So. Uh, do you uh, Hot Wheels <laughs> is kind of its own entity within Mattel. You know, they really run their own ship. Yeah. I've done a lot of work for Mattel in the yeah. past, and they're an interesting company to work with because they are so particular. They're yeah. Fortune 500 companies, so like they they're we doing were talking about right. before about yeah. the credit social yeah. credit score. Like they can't afford to have any kind of fucking fuck ups. No, so everything needs to be perfect. Um, how is it doing the Hot Wheels stuff? Is is it uh, a little bit more fun because the stuff is so fun, the it, content?
0: It is. You know it, it's refreshing because I'm I'm used to going to the the concourse shows or the cars and coffees with you know all these you know crazy cars or you know I'm kind of a muscle car guy and classic car guy. So, but you go to these shows and it's like. It's all the same. That kind of car. You know, you go to your Porsche event. You go to you go to your, you know yeah, supercar true. event and things like that. And you go to the Hot Wheels show and you don't know what's coming. I mean, I know because I, I approved it. But like, to watch what rolls in and drives in. I mean, we had a guy show up with an orange Audi TT, and he had this whole Halloween theme, and the thing looked like a pumpkin. He even went as far as he set the car up with an orange smoke machine that had pumpkin spice-scented smoke oh, coming out my of it. Goodness. I mean, it, Like, the, the level of creativity is, is unlike anything you'll ever see anywhere as a car. And But it, what's really cool, and people tell us this at the show, is that they're like, I would never have seen these cars going to the shows I normally go to uh. because they stick with you know, the BMW guys and the Euro guys are all together over here and the JDM guys are over there and, and stuff like that. But then all of a sudden they're... And the thing is, is we, we park them all just like you would see the cars on the shelf, and you go into Walmart, yeah, and the, 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 the cars cool are all over the place. So there'll be a Huracan next to a jacked-up Jeep, next to a you know a Model T, next to a unidentifiable whatever. I mean, it, it's crazy. So you just you no walk the whole show, it. and and it, people love it. People you guys even have that thing it. that you
2: can park your car in front of, that car that oh, makes yeah. it look like your yeah. car is a Hot Wheels.
0: So yeah, there's, there's a big to... there's a big backdrop. Everybody that comes in. And if you go on the Hot Wheels official Facebook page, you can see the album of all every car that, that goes in front of the you pull one of the so they, they have a life size version of this backdrop. It's blue and it'll have the city and you pull your car in front. We take a picture of it and then you go into the show from there. And then so you
2: get a picture of you and your car here. Yeah. on one of these things
0: <laughs> so it looks like your car is in one of the things
1: and, and, and they which is it,
0: cool because not it, everybody cool. gets to win but no. everybody gets that little At least type that, of takeaway and, and you just pull it off the facebook page and you get to post it later on oh, so that's super cool it's a, it's a really really fun it's just a fun lighthearted show which is nice because you do you know you do all these all these other shows that people take especially the concourse shows which are amazing but people take it so seriously very serious to.
2: uh yeah <laughs> the labels the stitching is wrong on your label on your seatbelt. belt right
0: it, it's and and i listen i get it and i can respect that but once in a while you want something a little different like something a little bit just remind you to it, it really reminded me why you know i'm i'm such a car enthusiast because you're just in it just to have fun yeah and that's and that's kind of what it, what it brings so there's a place cool. for the thread in the seatbelt thing too but i like to drive right no like there is there is I, I completely get that so
2: um, all right, what so else? people follow you, uh, at vinnie Russo One on Instagram. Yeah. Um. Anywhere else? A YouTube I mean, channel on, or anything? I'm on.
0: I mean, Twitter's. I think is my same handle, Vinny Russo One on Twitter. And okay. I'm on all the basic social media because I kind of have to be. So.
2: So we'll see you in Baldwin Park. Yeah. And sure I'll see you before that, but yeah. For sure, for sure. <laughs> but I'm trying to think. And then if uh, if you want to come back before the auto show. That might be kind of cool. Yeah, because we could talk about I, some I of the talk stuff about that you the, have the planned. Stuff that's
0: happening for the auto show. There's there's yeah. a couple of really cool things the auto show is doing this year that uh, that Vic had some ideas that they actually decided to implement. And um, yeah, for for the viewers that aren't here in, in in LA, we're doing Phoenix September 10th, and then Dallas September 24th. Wow. So Dallas will be a cool show because we've got like Santino Ferrucci's coming out. He's an IndyCar racer. He's coming Ooh. out. And then, to uh, guest judge or as to a guest judge, super cool. Um, and then we've got another uh, 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 another girl from Joe Tech Motorsports, who's the world record fastest Skyline R35. Uh, oh my she's goodness. the driver. She's a drag racer. So yeah, we got some we got some really neat people coming out so, as well. <laughs> You're
2: so. having us come to one? That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, anything we can do to help, but no, no. Gee whiz. Uh, hey, producer Mike, do you have any uh, questions for Vinny here before we let him go?
3: Um, just so you know, the Instagram video failed about five minutes ago. Oh, sorry. So I don't know why it stopped, but it, uh, it, it paused. Um, what is <laughs> the, the coolest overtime? Hot Wheels car you have ever seen personally that you, you really like? The
0: car at the show or the actual, like, die cast?
3: No, an actual Hot Wheels toy. What's the coolest
0: Hot Wheel you've ever seen?
2: That's a, that's a damn good question.
0: Probably one of the two that I made my poor mom carry around when I was a kid. Um... <sighs> There was a, a 31 Bugatti Type 57. Oh, the, that's the round one, right? The, the rounder one, and it was black with the red insert. Yep. Um, and that was one of my favorite Hot Wheels. And there was another one that was a um, a B-body Mopar that was black, and it had this V-shaped yellow and, like, white kind of striped thing on the hood. And I, and I vividly remember it. But um, I remember one year at Pebble Beach, I got to see the real Bugatti in the same color scheme <gasps> as my Hot Wheels. And that was, like, literally, like, one of my, my – car dreams come true like here's this poor, it's a bucket list yeah type of... my, my poor mom had to carry hot wheels around like forever when i was a kid and here i walk into pebble beach one year and this was years ago but but here's the car one of them probably the probably either the bugatti or that or that b body those are my two favorites as a kid
2: what do you think that real bugatti was worth the one oh, at pebble oh and I mean, now yeah, and even yeah, imagine yeah, now
0: yeah it had to be even then it had to be 10 million i mean that was a, yeah that was a pretty rare car <laughs>
2: <laughs> and hand built at the time yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but just gorgeous, just gorgeous. Oh man! I don't know why, as a kid, I I wanted a thirty one Bugatti, but for even then, I knew it was. It was but it neat. wasn't.
2: Cause, it was because of the toy, wasn't it? It, was it wasn't because toy. of the history of the car or anything no, it else. Crazy. It had I the neat shape. The,
0: I just thought the toy was neat.
2: And if I recall, that one the suspension bounced yeah, really well ba- on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it's. <laughs> I didn't. I
0: didn't language. know. You know. I didn't know years later I'd be able to be around cars like that. But you know, it's it's kind of cool. It's kinda
2: oh cool. man, good for you! You're living the dream. Living the dream. Uh, trying to. Good
3: for you. Yeah. I else? mean,
2: oh, yeah. Anything else? It's all right if not. No, there man, that's go.
3: fantastic. Awesome. <laughs>
2: uh, we've got some shit to close up the show. You're welcome to sit there or you're welcome to take off. No, I'm here. You. I'm good. Uh, let's see. We've got a Marconi fundraiser we've got to talk about. 9-3, <laughs> we are going to be at the Marconi Auto Museum. And it's shaping up to be quite the night. Uh, the tickets are, uh, it's a fundraiser, so the tickets are not uh, cheap. And um, that's by uh, design. <laughs> <laughs> Have your company sponsor a table. Uh the Marconi knows what they're doing. This is our first one. We've never done one of these before. As I think we told you the other day, this started with uh we were gonna throw them a comedy show because that's what they wanted. And uh, as things have progressed, it's turned into they they're throwing us a fundraiser. Um which is great. It's amazing and we're grateful for it. Uh but 9-3, that's what's going on. Uh Reggie Watts will be there, Adam Ferrara will be there. Greg Grunberg will be there, Greg, Greg, Greg Grunberg, Greg Grunberg, <laughs> Star Wars, Star Trek, Heroes, all that stuff, um, and uh, Jan Carum. there's more people, it's, it's really going to be a lot of fun, uh, there will be a lot of surprises and special guests, a lot of stuff that's not on the flyer, and uh, if it's not clear, it's actually going to be a version of this show live with stand-up comedy, it's not just a bunch of guys at a microphone standing there. Hey, we're doing it, which would be fine. That would which be, fine too, be fine too. But there was a little bit of a, it's like, well, why would the t- just watching six people stand? And I was like, no, no, no. There's going to be so much more. If I have my way, there'll be a confetti cannon.
1: <laughs> and
0: we'll all appreciate your showmanship. <laughs>
2: we really are, though. We're bringing the desk and chairs and everything. It's <laughs> going to be fun. Awesome. Uh, so that's at the Marconi Auto Museum. Check them out at the MarconiAutoMuseum.com or uh, Marconi Museum on Instagram. And uh, GBBC merch. Yep. David's back from their summer vacation, so i got to tell you about the GBBC stuff. Help yourself. Get yourself a sticker pack or a pin or a hat or a T-shirt or another T-shirt or I have a feeling soon to be a shirt like this (laughs) (laughs) at some point because they all kind of look good together. Yeah. Uh, Collect the whole set. Because Vinny was here and you collect (laughs) the whole set.
0: Dude, you're the best. (laughs) (laughs) You can't buy just one, folks. You're gonna need them all. No, no, of course not. Um, <laughs> you know that like
2: trading cards, right? Yeah, you right. need them she all. You gotta have the whole set. <laughs> um, let's see. So there's that uh, dual shift. That stuff's available at dual shift. Uh, you're over here. Dual shift, d u e l s h i f t on Instagram or dualshift.com. And uh, the scratcher ticket we'll do another time because we don't need to kill any time. You're a great guest, by the way. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> like you really, you're so composed and like. I don't want to ruin it before, now, but like but yeah. that was you're a really good guest. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> Sorry. You're a great host. Sorry the host wasn't better. <laughs>
2: uh, so you're going to follow Vinny on Vinny Russo 1, and uh, and I think that's it. Tomorrow oh. we're at GVBC. Next week we're back. Very excited about this. Steve O'Donnell's going to be here. Oh, cool. You, former head writer from the original Ooh. Letterman show. Oh, so uh, Jesus, Steve O'Donnell. He is a legend in comedy. Uh wrote on the Norm Macdonald show wrote to uh, Kimmel r- r- everything everybody that we like and know um in comedy he's worked with um so i'm like cool talked stories. about the people yeah. i might be a little nervous with i'm like oh boy it's going to be the chris yeah. farley show do you remember that time when you
0: <laughs> <laughs> you'll be fine i have i've faith in you uh, uh
2: so that's it. Come in. tune in on tuesday to see uh, how awkward i am with devo donald <laughs> but his stories are going to be incredible um the stuff he's been involved with is great. So that's what's going on. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank
0: you for having
2: me. I love you. We love you, Vinny Russo, and I love you guys too. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Please come back before the auto show. You're Absolutely. like going to be a regular now. Now that you live here again,
0: yeah,
3: um,
2: <laughs> <Easy>. <laughs> and because you're such a good guest, we love everybody at home. Uh, Producer Mike, are we good? We got a Letterman podcast coming up tomorrow. Who's your guest?
3: uh tomorrow's guest is steve weiner who was uh one of the og writers for late night he was a guy one of the guys that kicked it off and uh many of the things that became institutions um like? were written by this guy so like yeah. where's your pencil like like? Uh, like okay yeah like uh when david letterman would t- take a pencil and he would either throw it behind him or throw it in front of him and there would be a <laughs> that <laughs> steve weiner's the guy <laughs> who did that um <laughs> Incidentally, speaking of Letterman trivia, did you guys know Bad Boys was written by two Letterman writers?
1: Oh,
0: wow. No. did not know that.
3: Who? Yeah,
2: I mean, we just watched it last uh, night. Who?
3: Yeah, Jim Mulholland and Mike Berry, who also, also wrote for Carson. Oh, the boys. Uh, and then they, they, the boy, Yeah, and they wrote for Letterman. They were faxers right up to the very, very end. They were known um, as the boys
2: because they, they were the, inter- the, the one yeah. Gabe Abelson always calls the boys. They wrote <laughs> Bad Boys? <laughs> yeah, there you go.
3: Wow, good for you!
2: Nice freaking yeah. tidbit there. Yeah, that's that's some cool. info I did not have previously.
3: Wow. By the way, this was an incredible show. Uh, I I can't wait till you come back, Vinny. Like the conversation was just riveting, Isn't he good? Loved it. I Thank know. You. I don't you want to give you a big good, head or yeah. like the next <laughs> the one sucks because <laughs> <everybody. laughs> I appreciate that.
2: Thank you. Uh, that's it. We love everybody. Yeah. Have a great night. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>